0: Dude, do you know what? Do you know what that song was? No. I shot the sheriff. Oh, really? Let me play it again. Let's and hear it now again. that you know what it is. God damn it! Really? Hey, everybody! Welcome to I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay, with me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome.
1: Do you remember the tour we did when we were doing like a really psychedelic version of that song? That would occasionally turn into fucking shine on you crazy diamond. It was like a 10 minute long thing.
0: I do remember that. And I remember people loving it. It was killer. People love I shot the sheriff and they love you shine on you crazy diamond.
1: I'm not sure many people know what Shine On You, Crazy Diamond is, but I think anyone that hears it goes, that's pretty good.
0: I think it's on the best-selling record of all time, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Well, it's on an album called Wish You Were Here. The best-selling record of all time is called Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, it's not on Dark Side of the Moon? No, it's... So, Shine On You, Crazy Diamond makes up the first 12 minutes of Wish You Were Here, and it's in four parts. And then the record, Wish You Were Here, ends with four more parts. It's like an amazing piece of work. So it's you Crazy Diamond parts one through four, Have a Cigar, Welcome to the Machine, The Song We Should Hear, then you Crazy Diamond parts five through eight.
0: Dude, are we doing a podcast called Let's Talk About Pink Floyd Records? Because if we are, dude, we are fucking nailing it. I love we, just got, about, we just got an A+. Plus.
1: I love to talk about records. Records are my life, man. I I have some friends who are really good at lots of different things, like mm-hmm. um, like they're handy. They can like fix shit around the house or they're, I don't know. I'm just, I gave my whole life to music. I don't know how you feel about that. I'm not a Renaissance man.
0: I gave part of my elbow to music Mm -hmm. and the rest of it I've kept for myself.
1: Was it the part of the elbow where you got tennis elbow?
0: No, it was the part of the elbow where if I want to thank the postman for delivering my bundles, I just give him a little... Give him a little bit of that elbow.
1: I officially now don't do handshakes anymore. I do what I call the COVID fist bump.
0: Also known as the Freddie, her, Freddie Mercury.
1: <laughs> Went looking and came out with Freddie Mercury. And then, and no, then but you got to say,
0: you got to <laughs> you, no, you have to do it with a question mark. The Freddie Mercury
1: good god
0: if you just say freddie mercury everybody's like oh you mean the leader of the queen army but if you say freddie mercury they're like oh yeah that's that fist bump um we got an email that i'd like to read you can write in bob and
1: gmail.com this is from can
0: i is there any way i could read it by looking into your eyes and seeing the reflection of the email in your computer monitor from your eyes
1: is there any way i could ever read an email where you don't fucking interrupt me (laughs) on top of (laughs) it god damn it go ahead bob and clint you specifically bob swore off florida touring years ago when you were here a long time ago we saw you in orlando on a thursday and tampa on a friday When you chatted with me and my wife after the Orlando show, you asked how long of a drive it was to Tampa. We said, close your eyes and you'll be there in 93 minutes. Well, during your show in Orlando, you said you would never be back to Florida after years ago you spent time in a hotel and buying porn. She says, or Bob, this is from Bob and Leanne. They said, well, your show in Tampa was the last time we saw you. Will you ever get your ass or your band to Orlando or Tampa again? Or will you force us to catch a flight to see you in a town to be determined? We love you and miss your music. Have a great day. Bob and Leanne. And by the way, these little shows in Florida that they're talking about, I was with you on those three Florida shows.
0: All right. Well, here's the problem with Tampa. The thermostat's broken or something's up because the temperature should be 72 degrees and a relatively low humidity. Instead, the temperature's 89 degrees and a thousand percent humidity. And and we play outside in Tampa. So it's not a very conducive environment to being alive and being a human being. I
1: think it was in Tampa at the soundcheck where we wrote Florida. No,
0: I do like that song that we wrote. That was pretty good. I would like to go back there. I always say I'd like to go back to Florida and then logistically, it's just hard to get to. There's nothing near it that's worth doing. So you have these long ass drives to get there.
1: Was that really the last time you played Florida was, I mean, that must've been 2013.
0: I mean, I wouldn't doubt if that was the last time, but I don't get there. I don't get there very often. That's not true because I play there every January at 30 a Sunrise Yeah, 30
1: a yeah. That's right. So
0: I am in Florida once a year. No, I didn't do it last year because it was called off because of the pandemic or this year. I mean i did it last year i also in fact that was one that was one yeah that was one of the last places i played before everything got shut down but yeah this year they didn't have it i'm sure they'll have it next year and i'm sure i'll be there
1: and you you enjoy the 38th festival right
0: i love it now that's i think that's a bit of a drive from tampa but it is in florida
1: that is a pretty fun festival but yeah we played a place called the social in orlando i can't remember the name of the club in tampa but it is outside and it was hot we were all wearing shorts and talking about wearing shorts to the gig which is kind of a (sighs) no-no
0: Yeah, but you can't wear pants at that place. (laughs) You can't. The cool thing I remember about that gig was Stephen King was there. Really? Stephen King? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: What do you have to say?
0: I never talked to him because I didn't find out about it until after the show, and uh, he was already gone.
1: Wait, are you kidding? Was Stephen King really there? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: What? Yeah. Stephen motherfucking King, dude.
1: Have you read any of his stuff?
0: I love Stephen King.
1: Love read, Stephen King. I've read a lot of, almost all of it.
0: In the last 20 years, I probably only read maybe two of his books and he's probably put out 10.
1: Yeah. I pr- I pretty much quit reading his new stuff around 2004. And yeah, he's probably put puts out a book every two years. He's pretty prolific.
0: I mean, when I see it, I'm like, oh, I got to read that. And then sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. I'm reading the good book right now the guy who wrote the martian did you read that
1: oh yeah you told me about that no we have it but isabel read it i haven't dude
0: you got to read the martian That book is amazing
1: i i didn't care too much for the film
0: well fuck the film dude
1: oh i know i get it but one guy uh, you know the story of one man on an isolated planet i those stories are hard for me i recently rewatched castaway real good
0: well there you go just think just think of castaway
1: yeah yeah uh but the Martian I'm reading this Raymond Carver collection of short stories called what we talk about when we talk about love. I have that book. Oh my gosh, dude. He's so great.
0: He's so great.
1: Like I thought I liked his poetry, which i love his poetry. His poetry has really been, been uh, important to me in the last few months, but these short stories, here's what's cool about him. I wonder if you feel this way. Cause I think your writing can be like this too. I know mine is like this. It aspires to be like this is he's real okay just letting you in on a little slice of someone's life, maybe an afternoon, maybe a conversation, maybe a day or two. And he does not feel the need to baby his audience through filling in any of the blanks. He just lets you in on like a phone conversation. And somehow in that combo, he just puts all the pieces in the right place where you can see their whole life. You, you just get a sense of the context. How do you do that? How does a writer even think to themselves, oh, I'll do that. I'll just give people a little, because I feel like songs are like that. A song is like a three minute snapshot of some kind of relationship, unless it's like a big ballad where we're like, well, it was, nine, you know, like some Bob Dylan, you know, ballad of Hattie Carroll, you tell a whole story, but most songs are just little
0: fragments. I, I don't know. I don't know how I do what I do. I don't know how he does what he does. It's a very mysterious thing. I don't know why some people are really good at it and some people aren't. I don't know.
1: I guess you just can't really think about it. But I mean, yeah, that's how I feel. But but my songs aren't successful and not many people hear them. My little songies. The songs I write for other people, people do hear those. And unfortunately, they're the worst songs I write. But people, people, you know, your songs are successful. People, I was listening to The Sun's Coming last night because someone sent a nice message about the guitar playing on it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I need to listen to that. And it's really cool. But yeah, the lyric, there's just like a lot of lyrics to that song, a lot of verses. It's like this cool little snapshot. I don't really know where it starts and ends. It's not like once upon a time, you know? Yeah, I don't know, man.
0: I don't know where any of it comes from. It's very bizarre. And if you think about it, it's one of those things that if you think about it, it's like going to sleep. If you think about going to sleep, you're not going to go to sleep. You got to yeah. not think about going to sleep and then you'll just fall asleep. Same with the songwriting. You just got to not worry about it and just do it i took
1: a nap today which is pretty rare the reason i took a nap is because i watched the basketball game last night with some buddies and over the course of five hours i had five beers just five beers and because i just have not been drinking very much those five beers really put me out so this morning i took my daughter to school and i had a little nap time before we were scheduled to do this and uh Man, it was a hard-fought nap. I was interrupted often by just life. No one's fault. Just life. Hard to take a nap in the day.
0: I love taking naps. It's my favorite. You're a daily napper, right? I try. I mean, I have to, I have to nap every day. Because I don't sleep for very long. So I only sleep for like four or six hours at the most. So I've, I've got to get in a little bit more than that. Do you turn your phone off? I mean, nobody's calling me. They're just not
1: <laughs> I might call you, your manager might call you, your wife might call you, your dad might call you,
0: I yeah, I keep it on silent all the time. Do you
1: do the thing that people do when you you look at the phone or hoping something might have happened while you were asleep, like maybe someone reached out, maybe something transpired,
0: not really, I mean, I don't no, I'm not hoping that somebody I mean, yeah, I'm not hoping somebody call me. That'd be like, I don't know, a guy who's been living on a desert island for 20 years or 50 years, and like he's not looking for a ship when he wakes up. What's he looking for? He's looking for a coconut <laughs> or a fucking bird to keel. <laughs> he's, not looking for sh- he's not looking for a ship. These d- days of looking for a ship are over. but Dude, my days of looking for a ship are so far behind me. Basically, when I got into my 30s, the ship-looking days were in the in the rear view yeah he just went on to the to the coconut yeah it's all coconut gathering henceforth did
1: scarlet ever watch larva what did you ever see larva on netflix i
0: thought you said warva
1: uh larva no what's that dude you got to check it out first of all your kid will love it she may be getting a little old for it but nova loved it it's just these two larvae. there's no dialogue and they live at the bottom of a drain and, uh, but season three is they're on an island, Larva Island. Anyway, I'll send it to you. It's hard to talk about if you haven't seen it. Really funny. It's like Ren and Stimpy-esque. It's like a new kind of Ren and Stimpy, which I know you like Ren and Stimpy.
0: Dude, I just watched a new episode of Rick and Morty because my son was at the house and he wanted to watch and he was getting ready to leave. His mom was coming over to pick him up. And so we had a limited amount of time and Scarlett was in the living room. She's six. He's 16. So we start watching it. It is absolutely not for kids. <laughs> and so, and Scarlett's camped out kind of in front of the TV drawing, but she's looking at her drawing. And then every once in a while, she'd look up, usually during a part where somebody's getting killed. And then I'd be like, Scarlett, don't look at the screen. And she just, she wouldn't, she'd immediately look down at her drawing, but she was hearing the whole thing. Oh yeah, dude. Soaking it all in. Soaking it all in. So I don't know how she, this morning uh, she was trying to wake me up and I was like, just go watch TV. She's like, I'm afraid. I'm like, what are you afraid of? Monsters. I'm like, all right, let me go out there and let's figure it out. Dude, Nova's
1: afraid that a bear is going to be in the house. She's like afraid of bears. I'm like. Like, I've had to go through every room in the house with her to show her that there's no bear. And I'm trying to reason with her. I'm like, babe, for a, first of all, there are no bears roaming around Nashville. Second of all, it would make so much noise for a bear to get in. We'd hear it. It'd be insane for a bear to get in here. But she's, yeah, she's she has that similar thing. She'll say monsters sometimes or ghosts.
0: Dude, how about this? My son, when he was a kid, four or five in that area, was really scared of weather, like storms and stuff. And I'm like, dude... Weather can hurt you. The only thing that can maybe hurt you would be like maybe a tornado. That'd be really the only thing. Do we
1: get tornadoes down there?
0: We do. Okay. But I was like, we just don't get them very much in the hill country. And we definitely don't get them where there's, you know, a lot of hills. Like where I live is really hilly. Right. Just, you just don't, you just don't see tornadoes. They're kind of where it's flat and it's open. And so... Like we did all the stuff. We went to the local weather station, like the the nightly news guy, and he gave us the tour, and we did the map, and you know, with the green screen, did all that stuff. And he talked to him. He told him when he was a kid he had a fear of weather, and that's why he became a weatherman. It was all very interesting. And then, and then his fears kind of died down after that. He was like, "Okay, cool. I get it, I understand." And then, literally within a few months after that, I went to a gig. And he was here with uh with Laura, and ten tornadoes came through our neighborhood. What ten? Ten, in one and in one evening. Now they weren't the kind they weren't the kind that went all the way to the ground, okay, but they gotcha. but they almost went to the ground, and they took down 200 trees, huge trees in my neighborhood, three on our property, three giant trees were knocked over by this, by these tornadoes. We had to get a new roof because they tore all the tiles off our roof and they were underneath that in the closet. And I had told him this whole life. I was like, yeah, we don't get tornadoes. And then sure enough, we got tornadoes. And I was like, "Is this motherfucker Nostradamus. (laughs) So as soon as you said that thing about the bear, I'm like, well, watch out for buddy. totally
1: (laughs) she'll never trust me again well bears are harder to talk about because there are bears in the world we see them we watch documentaries we go to the zoo but when she talks about ghosts and shit i just tell her straight up i mean you guys know me out there i just tell my daughter to the best of my knowledge what i know to be true which is that ghosts aren't real and i just tell her straight up none of that shit's real babe doesn't exist I just love, and there's this new thing happening with UFOs in the States, too. Like, the government admits they're UFOs. I'm like, man, why the fuck do ghosts and UFOs only show up in these little grainy, shitty photos that you can't make anything out? Like, dude, if there were really ghosts and UFOs, they would show up in plain day and be like, I'm a fucking ghost. We're real. I'm not trying to scare you at night. I'm a ghost. I'm in this in-between celestial state. And I'm scared. I'm a scared ghost.
0: All right. Well, let me let me give you my thoughts on both of those things. Okay. So ghosts don't exist. That's bullshit. There's no such thing as ghosts. Now, they were having a lot of ghosts in the Victorian age because what was happening was they were uh, heating their homes with gas. So you had these big houses and they were pumping gas into the house and putting it through radiators and they were- They were hallucinating. And then they would get a leak, and then they would have these hallucinations that they thought were ghosts, but it was actually just gas leaks. So, as soon as we went from that to, like, electricity, guess what happened?
1: Well, I would also... Uh, not, I think another, not so many ghost stories. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think another... That's actually... I've never actually heard that. That's really interesting. I think also when you see a mass exit of ghost talk is when you could start taking photographs. Like, when you could start documenting... Like, before you could document anything, it was just all word of mouth. Right. People talking about ghosts and demons and shit and levitating. And what are you going to do? You're like, oh, I guess Bill is right. Why would Bill lie about that? When you can start documenting phenomenon, you're like, well, let's see it. And they're like, well, sorry. Well, if you look in this picture, this really grainy corner, I got it. I I found it. And it's like just a weird light flickering. It's like, all right, buy. Buy gods. Buy ghosts. Buy demons. Buy all of your fucking primal fears about the snake in the grass that might be the branch and all your false positives and false negatives. Bye. All right. So we dealt with that swiftly. How about the UFO? I know
0: you, you're a big alien guy. Well, I watched a couple of documentaries that I recommended that you watch, but you haven't watched them yet. And the thing, that, watch I, them. The thing that I found fascinating about both of these documentaries that came out last year was they didn't first of all they didn't talk to any yokel local yokels like the local (laughs) yokels i'm like who gives a fuck what these guys think they touch my butt they were only talking to (laughs) air force pilots right people that were in the government just reliable witnesses and these man when you see all the reliable witnesses in a row you start going, well, what the fuck? And then, of course, as everybody knows, last year, NASA uh, finally released this footage that was taken aboard these you know, uh, military jets of them following these objects that they were tracking. And obviously, they were tracking them on their little fucking space, I mean, on their jet cameras, which shitty yeah somehow still look like they're from the fucking 50s well well, because the the beep bop, bop yeah but they weren't they weren't taken with an iphone camera last year they were taken 15 years ago when it was like vhs and bullshit so yeah it looks a little grainy but still it's an actual air force pilot flying through the sky at the speed of whatever those jets fly tracking these objects and just going well we don't know anything that moves this way and when you see that you go Okay, well that's proof positive that there's something going on that we don't know about. Some method of of there's something flying around that we don't know how that because we don't we don't have the technology or the ability to fly anything like that.
1: Yeah. But we don't understand how, how we don't understand a lot of shit.
0: We don't understand the pyramids. We don't understand Stonehenge. Well, we do understand the pyramids and Well,
1: we have theories about it but there's a lot of discrepancies about like how human beings at that time we, we there's a lot of confusion there, there's, and discre- ab- there's ab- discrepancy ab- the
0: technology no there's discrepancies but there's also just pictures of how all that stuff could be done now i will say this you know you've heard of the uh singularity you know what that is mm-hmm singular i will explain it to our iok audience who probably knows it already as well it's the idea that at some point technology will advance past our ability like they will evolve and become smarter than we are and when when that happens it will happen so quickly and rapidly and they will go so far beyond us because they're computers that we won't even know what happened maybe it'll just happen one day And I mean, right now we're living in a world where like when you go online, a lot of the stuff is AI, like your YouTube algorithms are being performed by AI. You're, you know, when I'm typing an email now, it's constantly reading what I'm saying. And there's an AI that's suggesting the end of my sentences. So that's going on right now. There's artificial intelligence. At some point, that's all going to get connected and it's going to surpass this in a in a way that we have no idea what that it's what that's even going to look like now obviously there's movies like Terminator and stuff where they become like robot humans who take over the world that'll never happen because they have different needs than human beings human beings have to take over areas because there's only so much uh, you know food available to us that's why we have to dominate other tribes of people but that's not what machines need or electronic things don't need any of that. So we don't know what that's going to look like now that supposedly is supposed to happen in the next few years. That, that could happen in the next 30 years, the next 50 years, next hundred years. The first time we had any mechanical things were like, what a couple hundred years ago, like electricity with, how old is that? 150 years old, hundred years old.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Edison and Tesla. Yeah. So,
0: so like all of this stuff has happened in a very short period of time, a couple hundred years. We went from wagon wheels crossing the west to fucking iPhones and satellites in 200 mm. years.
1: Yeah, cuz it, it it evolves exponentially.
0: So that shit might have happened 5000 years ago in ancient Egypt. 5000 years ago, it w- might have gone from like wagon wheels in 4800 BC to iPhones in 4,600 BC and they might've had a singularity and
1: yeah, people believe that there may have already, this may have already happened a couple of times
0: on it. I mean, if, it, if it's going to happen now, it probably happened already. And if it happened, maybe this is the matrix or something similar, or maybe, you know, maybe we are, you know, maybe that's all similar. I mean, I think it's all simulation anyways just because i don't think anything can exist the way we think it does just because it's kind of ridiculous because where are you going to put everything what you're going to have endless amounts of space and time and planets and stuff no where are you going to put that you need a big place to put that yeah it's or, called the
1: universe that's called the universe
0: yeah but where are you going to put the universe
1: well the universe there's nothing beyond the universe and the universe is expanding
0: and where do you put that is what i'm saying
1: You don't question the question has no meaning. It's a well, the
0: the question does have meaning, which is you got to put it somewhere, and you don't need to put it somewhere if you just have the idea of the universe. In other words, nobody's making a movie now where they're building the Millennium Falcon, they're just making an idea of it in the computer, and it looks more real than the people making the model of it. Like Kong, Kong versus Godzilla looks way more real, and that's all o's and ones versus some guy that made the mechanical king kong uh 80 years ago
1: but asking where to put the universe is like asking what color is anger like the question makes no sense you can say it it can have the structure it could be grammatically salient but it it has no conceptual sense yeah it does what color is anger Emotions don't have colors.
0: I'm not saying what color is anger. I'm saying, where do you put the universe?
1: I'm saying that the two questions are equally absurd.
0: They're not though.
1: There's nothing to put the universe in. The universe is everything. The universe isn't expanding into more universe. The universe is capital I.
0: Right. But where do you put that thing that is?
1: You don't put it anywhere. It is the very thing that you put things in. So where is is it?
0: There's everywhere. Okay. Okay. And there's nothing outside of that? No. Hmm. Are you sure? No. Yeah, you're not. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, And the other thing is, there's only now. So how can you be in more than one place? How can you be a, a young man in his late 20s, the way you are now, and also a teenager and also an old man? How can you be all those things? And then you'll say... I'm not, Bob. I'm right here. And then I was young in the past, and I'll be old in the future. And I'm like, well, the future and the past don't exist. They've never existed. There's only been the now. And then you say, no, no, no. There's a thing called time and explains where everything was and everything will be. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's just human beings trying to make sense of how come everything's changing because there's only the now. It's a concept we constructed called time. It doesn't exist. There's only the now. But if everything's solid like this, it can't be here and here. It can't be all those places in between those two things. If you're watching this on Patreon, you know what I just said. If you're listening uh, on your phone, you don't know what just happened. So get on that patreon.com backslash IOK and sign up today.
1: I think our listeners love it when we talk out of our asses about physics. I'm not talking
0: our... about out of my ass. I'm talking yeah, you about. Are. No, I'm not. That's not we out of my are. ass. No, I've thought about it a lot. I've thought no, about that it. Make, a lot.
1: Well, there are people. There are people way smarter than both of us who devoted their entire professional lives to these questions. You and yes, I have not and when you that. when you when
0: you talk to those people, they're like, "Oh yeah, it's true. There is nothing in the past or in the future. And in fact, we see these things that are showing up both." in the past and in the future and they're showing up all over the place we don't know what it is we don't know what any of this is it doesn't make sense when you get super subatomic nothing makes sense anymore
1: all right how are we going to get out of here i need to get out of here how are we here's going to how that? we get out
0: know that you're okay and that the thing that created this experience that you're having loves you and that you want to be here and that you're having an experience that you wanted to have that you signed up for period <laughs>